Fantastic. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 27. You've got your notes here today, and hopefully those watching online got your notes and your Bible, and you can get your Bible open. We're going to do some, some wonderful time in the Word today. How many would like for God to speak to you today? About half of you. How many would like God to speak to you today? So we are starting off our, our Lent series, and for the next seven weeks, we're going to continue talking about heroes, but we're going to talk about some heroes from the Easter story. And of course, on April 4th, end with the hero of all heroes, Jesus. So for the next uh, six weeks, we're going to be looking at some some what I call some unsung heroes that some of y'all probably have never heard of. Heroes of the Easter story. And I got a list here, and I believe it's in some of your publications, but uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a, a young woman by the name of Procula. How many have ever heard a sermon on Procula? <laughs> I knew it. I've been in church all my life. I've never heard of Procula. In fact, her real name is Claudia Procula. She's a hero of the Easter story. So that, that's this week. Next week, we're, we're going to look at uh, Simeon of Cyrene, the centurion soldier, Dismas. He was the thief on the cross who was entered into paradise. He's a hero. Nicodemus and Joanna. And then Jesus. So for the next six weeks, Easter, Easter heroes, and we're going to talk today about a young woman by the name of Procula. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. All right, Matthew chapter 27, verse 19. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Pilate, I'm telling you, you better listen to me, Pilate. Are you aware of all the times I've told you to be careful and you haven't listened? Pilate, I'm warning you, you better listen to me and listen good. How many has ever had your wife tell you that. Amen. Don't have anything to do with this innocent man. For I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. Here's Pilate. Proudful Pilate. The man in charge. In his hands, he has the destiny of people and even Christ. Full of arrogance, full of pride, full of power. And in the middle of the sentencing of Jesus, God was trying to raise up a hero. If you look at this story, it's only 38 words. She only gets one little mention in the Bible. Procula, Claudia, Procula. 
Historians tell her that was, that was her name. Now, in the Bible, she's just referred to as his wife, but the, the experts have researched, and her name was Claudia Procula. Claudia means lame. Procula, there's no meaning for, so, so her, her name means lame. And in the middle of this sentencing, God gave her a dream. And the dream warned her, you better go tell Pilate. He's messing with the wrong guy. And she sent him a text message and said, I have been warned in a dream. This guy is innocent. Have nothing to do with him. Today we're talking of the characteristic trait called sensitivity. Sensitivity, it's in your notes. You'll see it. It's the spiritual awareness and receptivity to clearly receiving communications from God. In this particular story, God spoke to Procula in a dream. And today I'm going to give you a sermon that none of you have ever heard of on the subject of Procula and how God wants to speak to us in dreams. And you and I need to be aware. You and I need to be sensitive. You and I need to be alert to the fact that God wants to speak to you through dreams. I'm not crazy. This is not some spooky kind of subject. But God's word is super clear that in the last days, he's going to speak to people in dreams. And Procula was a hero because, watch this, she was sensitive to the Holy Spirit who was speaking to her. She was alert. And there's a picture of Procula, and you'll see Pilate there in the middle of that picture, and Jesus to, 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 his, to his left, and Procula is the is one of the ladies there just to the right of Pilate. She's whispering to one of her servants. Beautiful painting. She was alert. She was sensitive. She was in tune to God communicating to her through dreams. Now, you can write this off as being spooky. You can write this off as being fanatical. You can write this off as, all oh, that's that kind of fringe kind of teaching, but I'm here to tell you today that dreams and God speaking to you and I through dreams is real and it's biblical. Amen. You know there's over 94 mentions in the Bible where God spoke to people through dreams. Look in your notes, you'll see a verse of scripture in, in, in Job Verse 33, verse 14, it says, for God does speak. How many believe that God still speaks? Let me see your hands. For God does speak, now one way and now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings 
to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride, to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. And I am afraid that as believers, we have missed opportunities where God wants to speak to us and wants to speak to us in dreams and we've missed it. You know the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that in the last days that, 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 that people are going to dream and God wants to speak. Do you realize, are you all with me this morning, that God never sleeps? Psalm 127. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't take a break. So what that says to me, that if God never sleeps, then God is always looking to communicate with man. And if we're not careful, we will miss the messages that God wants to give us. Do you realize that you spend half of your life sleeping? And so if you dismiss the fact that God speaks to men and women in dreams, you're missing out on half of the time that God can speak to you. When was the last time you went to bed? Some of y'all are sleeping right now. but When was the last time you went to bed and you said, God, I'm open for you to speak to me as I sleep? If you dismiss the fact that God speaks in dreams, then you're cutting your time in half that God can speak to you and you can hear. God doesn't sleep. He's continually looking for opportunities to speak to his people. And if you would just open up your heart and be receptive to the fact that God still speaks to people in dreams, you will open up more opportunities for God to speak to you. I want to tell you just two quick stories about how God has spoken to me in dreams. And one was 30 or 40 years ago, and one was just a few, few months ago. You may think I'm crazy, but I'm going to share with you just a couple of dreams. First dream, I was probably, I was probably 15 years old. Now, I was, I was a Christian, but I really wouldn't say that I had a deep relationship with God. I was just a 15-year-old kid and just doing what 15-year-old kids do. And one night out of nowhere, I had a dream, and God spoke to me in that dream and said, watch this. He said, tomorrow I'm going to reveal to you my glory so that you will know that I'm real. Now, how many know 15-year-olds don't think like that? I mean, I'm thinking about girls and, and, and baseball and sports. and I mean, you're not thinking God's going to reveal his glory to you. So that came to me. Tomorrow I'm going to reveal to you my glory and I'm going to show you that I'm real. So I woke up the next morning. I didn't know whether it was the pizza I had the night before. I didn't know what was going on. But I'm like, all right. And later that night, we're building a fire in our home on Rock Lake Drive. 
And we had firewood outside, and it was raining. And so Chris and I, my brother, were, were bringing in firewood from outside in the rain. And because it was raining, Chris grabbed some firewood. He put his coat over his head to shield him from the rain. I didn't know he was out there. I closed the sliding glass door, and within three seconds, my brother came crashing through the sliding glass door. Now, back then, they didn't have the shatterproof glass. And it was just an absolute nightmare. An explosion took place. And out of that entire thing, he had one little scratch that required like three or four stitches. And as soon as that happened, I felt like the Holy Spirit just tell me, that was it. I just revealed to you my glory. What a powerful dream. The last dream I had was, was uh, j just recently. And sometimes it's hard to explain, but you just, have to, you just have to trust that God speaks through dreams. Maybe you know our son Austin had a terrible accident. We were living in Atlanta. We didn't know what the future was holding. We didn't know what, what was, what was going to happen down the road. And so I flew home to be here and to minister. On, on, I flew home on a Friday night. And uh, Tammy and I made the decision. We had an extra car that we just decided, hey, we don't need the car. We're living in Atlanta right now. We need the money. Let's just sell the car so we can just have a little bit of surplus and just that makes sense to do that. So I came home Friday, made arrangements to sell the car on Saturday morning. On the way to my, the appointment, I stop in at the Winter Park Diner for breakfast. Good breakfast. Mexican omelets, best omelets in town. I got the Orlando Sentinel, just minding my business, but that Friday night before, I had a dream. And it was a dream of me sitting in a chair, and I was sitting there, and out of nowhere, a person came and brought two gifts, and they laid them at my feet. The gifts matched, they were the same paper, the same color, the same ribbon, they were two exact gifts. And they laid them at my feet. And I felt the Lord say to me, tomorrow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gift you with a gift. Two gifts. I woke up. I had no idea what, what the dream was about, but I was open to God speaking to me. I went to Winter Park Diner, ordered the Mexican omelet. It was fantastic with hash browns well done and, 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 and strawberry jam on my toast. It was wonderful. And out of nowhere, someone I've known for 40 years walks into the diner, and they knew what was going on. They said, Scott, we want to we give you something to help you through this difficult time. Out of nowhere. Couldn't believe it. I didn't open the gift. I didn't do anything with it. I went to go sell the car, sold the car. Sold the car for $5,000 that day, went home and opened up the envelope, and in the envelope was a check for $5,000. Now, I wish that happened every day. And I don't know why God was preparing me, but he gave me a dream the night before that two gifts would be placed at my feet. I believe in dreams. I believe that God wants to speak. I believe that dreams are biblical, and throughout the Bible you will find in the Old Testament and the New Testament that God still speaks through dreams. And I want you to be receptive. You don't have to have it all understood. You don't have to have it all figured out. But I really do believe 
that our spirit man is always alive. Our spirit man is always awake. And there will be times in your life and my life that God wants to speak to you through dreams. So if Procula would tell us anything about dreams, what would she tell us? Let's go real quickly. If you're still with me, let let me hear an amen. amen. Number one, the first thing that Procula would tell us about dreams is that dreams are one of the ways that God speaks to man. Now, notice I didn't say the only way. I said one of the ways. Acts 2.17, you'll see it there. In the last days. How many, how many feel like we're in the last days? I mean, I do. My daughter Allison the other day, she said, Dad, are we in the last days? And I said, I don't know. It sure feels like it. You never know. But in the last days, God says... I'm going to pour out my spirit on all men. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men and old ladies will dream dreams. God speaks to us today. And Procula would tell us that one of the ways that God speaks is through dreams. Number one, write this down. The first way he speaks is through scripture. The second way he speaks is through his Holy Spirit. The third way he speaks is through nature. The fourth way he speaks is through prophetic voices, and the other way that he speaks to us is in dreams. Open up your heart to receive the dreams that God wants to give you. Procula would tell us that God speaks to us in dreams. Number two, Procula would tell us, I love this, that dreams are one of the ways that God speaks to us at night. Look at Psalm 16, verse 7. I will praise the Lord who counsels me even at night, my heart instructs me. Can I, can I tell you something? Some of the most precious times I have with the Lord is at night. When you're laying there peacefully. Watch this. The TV is off. The kids are quiet. The grandkids are sleeping. The internet is off. Your iPhone is down. And you're lying there in the night, and you're quiet, and you're at rest. Some of my most peaceful times with God is at night. God speaks to us at night. And I want you to be open and receptive to allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you through God-given dreams to instruct you and to help you and to encourage you and to warn you. Can I get an amen? Number three. Procula would tell us that dreams should be taken seriously. This is serious. Dreams should be serious. Now, how many remember just a couple of months ago, we were, we, we were celebrating Christmas? I, I, I love Christmas time. Do you know that the Christmas time is, is filled with stories of God speaking to men through dreams? Well, two people... Number one, Joseph, the Bible says that God spoke to Joseph in a dream. Joseph, marry her. Why are we receptive to God speaking in dreams for the Christmas story, but we resist it in our own lives? That doesn't make sense. The Christmas story is a story of God speaking to men in dreams. And God showed up to Joseph and said, Joseph, I could speak to you during the day, but I'm going to speak to you when it's quiet and when you're sleeping, I'm going to warn you. Take this woman to be your wife. You don't have to be afraid. This is God, and I'm speaking to you, Joseph, in a dream. We receive that 
But yet, in our own lives, we resist the fact that God wants to speak in dreams. Oh, by the way, the other people that God spoke to in a dream in the Christmas story is the wise men. Look it up. The Bible says God warned them in a dream. Don't go back the way you came. I'm warning you. And God could have spoke to them in a sermon. God could have spoken to them online. But he chose to speak to them in a dream. God still speaks to his children through dreams. And if you are not receptive to it, you are missing out on one of the ways that God wants to speak to his children. We're in the last days. We need men and women to hear from God. We need grandmas and grandpas to dream dreams. We need people to open their hearts and be receptive to God speaking to us. And if he spoke to Joseph in the Christmas story, if he spoke to the wise men in the Christmas story, he wants to speak to you, sir. God speaks through dreams. And they have to be taken seriously. Number three. Number four, I'm sorry. Dreams have a purpose. There is a purpose behind dreams. Let me give you a, a list of just some of the people that God has spoken to in dreams. And I want to know if you want to be a part of this list. Joseph, Daniel, Abimelech, Paul, Jacob, Joseph, the wise men, Solomon, Ezekiel, Nathan, Abraham, and Samuel. How many of that's a pretty good list? How many of you would like to be a part of that list? That says, God, I don't understand it. God, I don't have it all figured out yet, but I believe you still speak in dreams. Lord, speak to me today. I'm reminded of, uh, of the story in 1 Samuel. Are you guys with me this morning? I'm a little wired because I, I was off last week. I, I, I was sick last week, and I'm, I'm a little wired this week, so that's okay. 1 Samuel chapter 3, there's a guy by the name of Eli. Eli, the Bible says, he was sitting in his usual place. We all have our usual place. I can imagine Eli sitting in a lazy boy. Comfortable, soft, feet propped up. And the Bible says, look it up, 1 Samuel chapter 3. It says, one night. Everyone say one night. He didn't speak during the day. The Bible says that one night, Eli was sitting in his usual place. Dozing off, snoring, comfortable. I've got a chair like this. If you come to my house, I have a lazy boy, and it's comfortable. And everyone knows that's my chair. We had some friends over Friday night, and Joe Mitchell just walked right in and sat in my chair. I wanted to kick him out, but because I'm a gracious host, I let him sit in my chair. But no one sits in my chair. Noted, yes. Eli was sitting in his usual place. And at the time, Israel needed a leader. Israel needed somebody who was sensitive. Israel needed somebody who was hearing from God. Watch this. And Eli missed the opportunity to hear from God because he was comfortable. Oh, Pastor Scott, 
I don't know about this God and dreams thing. It seems a little, seems a little weird to me, seems a little fringy to me, seems a little spooky to me. And Eli was in his usual place. You can spend the next 15 years of your life sitting in your usual place, and you're going to miss God speaking. And the Bible says that there was a young man by the name of Samuel. Oh, I love this. Oh, by the way, Eli's name means lofty, proud, traditional, comfortable, cozy. And there was a young man by the name of Samuel. Samuel's name means hears God. And God started speaking when? At night. Samuel went and woke Eli up. Samuel didn't discern it at the time. He woke Eli up. And, and you see, dreams have a purpose, and God was trying to speak to the children of Israel, and they needed a man who heard God, and God rose and, and used Samuel to be a voice piece to the children of Israel because he was alert, and he was sensitive, and he was open, and he finally said, God, speak to me. I am listening. And if we're not careful, we could spend the next 25 years resistant to the move of God, unwilling to hear what God wants to say to us. Get out of your usual place and expand your faith and say to God, God, I want you to speak to me like Samuel. God, I want you to speak to me like Solomon. God, I want you to speak to me like Nathan. I want you to speak to me like Paul. God, in the night, speak softly to me, and God will give you dreams to help you navigate through life. Can I get an amen? amen. Number five. Procula would tell us, number five, that dreams can be used for God's glory. It's not for your arrogance or pride, it's for God's glory. In that, you'll see the scripture I gave you in Genesis chapter 28. It was Jacob, and Jacob had a dream, and Jacob encountered God, and Jacob said, I can feel the presence of the Lord. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. God gives you dreams so he can get the glory. Number six, dreams must be handled very carefully. Now, Bruce, if you'll go to the keyboard just for a moment. Number one, this is not in your notes, but I want you to, I want you to write these things down real quickly for dreams. They must be handled very carefully. Number one, if you get a dream, it could be the pizza. It could be God. If I were you, I would write it down. Get a piece of paper and write down your dream. Write it down. Number two, I want you to sit on it and pray about it. You don't have to get up the next day and do anything. Just pray about the dream that God gave you and ponder it in your heart. Meditate on it. Just think about it. Write it down, number one. Number two, pray about it, number three. Number, no, number three, line it up with Scripture. Does it line up with Scripture? Church, let me have your eyes and ears. God will never give you a dream that, a, that is in opposition to his word. Line it up with scripture. 
Number four, share it with close advisors. How many of you have at least one or two people that you can go to and you can tell them you had a dream and they, they won't think you're crazy? Talk to somebody. Bounce it off somebody. Talk about it. And then number, number five, just sit on it. You don't have to do anything. Just sit on it and wait for the Holy Spirit to direct you on your dream. I believe God wants to speak to people. I believe God wants to talk to you. I believe God wants to reveal things to you. And if you'll simply just write them down, pray about it, line it up with Scripture, bounce it off a few close friends, and then just sit on it, I believe God can help you and speak to you and help you navigate through this difficult race called life. Procula would tell you, be open to dreams. Number seven, dreams will be released to somebody. They might as well be you. Might as well be you. And if you're open, God will speak to you. God will communicate. Now, I don't have this in your notes as we, as we close here today. I don't have this in your notes. But this is the last thing that Procula would tell us. She would tell us, husbands, listen to your wives. And all the ladies said. How things could have been different if Pilate would have just listened to his wife. And I think Procurla, you've never heard of her? First time you've ever heard a sermon on her? I believe she's a hero because she believed that God still speaks to people and she was sensitive and she opened her heart to receive the wisdom, the knowledge that God has that he wants to share to his people if you'll only be willing. I want you to stand up across the auditorium. We spend a lot of time and money on sleeping well. That was God speaking. No, just kidding. Think about it. All your sheets. All the pillows, the thick foam that you put on your bed. Some of you got those fancy remote control beds that go up and down, and your feet up and down, and your head up and down, pillows galore. Every year, Tammy adds another pillow to our bed. Right now, she's got 10. Next year, is going to be 11. We, 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 we fuss. Uh, We've got fans in our room. Tammy's got this little thing where she puts water in there and puts some oil, and, and, and it, it, it missed up the room. So we got mist, we got fans, we got pillows, we got sheets, we got beds that go up and down and sideways and vibrate. We spend a lot of time investing in sleep. And what a shame it would be to miss out 
half of our life sleeping, ignorant, resistant to the way God wants to speak through dreams. And all you got to do is open your heart. All you got to do is be like Samuel. You got one of two choices here today. You can be like Eli, lofty, proud, set in his ways, lifelong Methodist, unwilling to shift and change. It's called a usual place. Or you can be like Samuel. They said, God, I believe that you want to speak. God, I believe that you never sleep. You never slumber. You're speaking. We're in the last days. I open my spirit to hear from you. Speak, for your servant is listening. I'm telling you, you, we need God to speak to us in these last days. And he'll do it if you're open to it. How powerful it would be for a grandma to, to come into her, her grandkids and say, thus saith the Lord, I had a dream. And speak power, speak wisdom, speak insight to her grandkids. What a powerful way for a dad to say, I've heard from God. God doesn't just speak to wise men. He spoke to me last night, and God has given us a warning. He's given us some instruction. He's given us some encouragement. God wants to speak to you. And I would love for people in Pine Castle, United Methodist Church, to, 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 to have the boldness to say, God, I want to hear from you. Lord, I need your word. I need a dream. I need you to speak to me. God, help me not to be comfortable. Help me not to be complacent. Help me not to be cozy in my religion. Help me to expand and believe that if you'll speak to wise men, you can speak to me. If you can speak to Joseph, you can speak to me. Speak. For your servant is listening. It could save us from a lot of heartache. It could save our lives. It could save our business. It could save our relationships if we're open to allowing God to speak to us through dreams. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you just to lift your hands just for a moment. You don't have to. I don't, I don't, I don't care. At home, lift your hands. And just say, God, I believe that you speak through dreams. I open my heart to receive from you today. God, in the stillness of the night, in the quiet of the night, speak to me, for I'm listening. In Jesus' name. God, we stand like Samuel today. We stand in a time of urgency and complexity, and we need to be a people that are hearing you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. God, remind us that we just can't turn it off and on, but we need to be open at all times to hear your beautiful, small, still voice that speaks to us. God, thank you for the story of Procula. Thank you for her sensitivity. Thank you for her awareness. Thank you for her boldness. Thank you that she boldly went into the throne room and declared, he is innocent, have nothing to do with him. God, I pray you'll speak to us boldly, clearly, 
in these last days. We receive it today in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord be with you. May he give you peace. May his hand be upon you. As you open your heart to receive, I pray God will speak to you in dreams and visions in these last days by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you, church. We'll see you next week. Sweet dreams.